When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, friends, I get all kinds of stuff sent to me um, to look at, comment on, and so on and so forth. Um, and I don't mind it at all. Sometimes it leads to very interesting shows. Today, I've got an article that someone sent to me and wanted me to comment on. It's not from The Motley Fool. In fact, we'll see it's called... Uh, the Motley Fool Company, the accent is called Nine Bad Financial Decisions That Will Plague You for Years. And then interestingly enough, there's a spot on here where you're supposed to go back and answer uh, the Motley Fool website, maybe just to give them your address or whatever. Uh, but you're supposed to answer them, do you agree or disagree with these statements? So the guy sent it to me and says, why don't you do this? And I said, okay, let's take a look at it. So there's nine things that are saying that will really mess you up over a long period of time. And uh, I looked at it, and yeah, I got some opinions on some of this stuff. So we'll go ahead and we'll jump into it if you like. Uh, again, this is The Motley Fool. Uh, th this is coming from. So it says the first one is, and it's saying nine bad financial decisions that will plague you for years. Number one, letting a debt go to collections. Uh, this could drop your credit score by as much as 100 points, and it takes seven years to get it to drop off your account. Well, I would suggest that they are absolutely right. that You don't ever want to let anything go to collections. And for years, I've been trying, as I may, to get people to understand that your credit is more powerful than your money. You can go invest a dollar if you're a Dave Ramsey guy and get a return on a dollar. Or I can go borrow a million dollars and get a return on a million dollars. That's much higher, much larger amount of money, and then I have to pay some portion of that back to whoever I'm borrowing the money from. So if I 
have a million dollars that earns 10%, I make $100,000 a year. If I have to pay 3% interest, I have to give 30 of that 100,000 back. And so I make $70,000 a year. Or I could make 10% on $1. That's the difference, guys. So credit is everything. Now, they're talking about letting something go to collections. You really, really gotta be something wrong. Something's wrong. I was gonna just pound on people and say you gotta be dumb as a rock to let something go to collections, but it really isn't that way. There's, there's always something. Uh, some of it is ignorance. Some of it are people just don't wanna pay their, their bills and so on and so forth. Others get in over their heads and don't know how to solve the problem. But what I want to make you aware of, for those of you who are trying not to have stuff go to collections, let me tell you what happened to me and how I fixed it. I've had two different situations in my life where something went to collections. Neither situation did I know I even had a debt. Now let's talk about that. The first one was way back in my 20s when I owned a condo. I lived in a condo. I owned a condo. It was an investment property. Don't buy a condo. I know don't buy a condo because I own a condo. All right? And my payment was like $357, 350-something a month. And my condo association was like 110-something, whatever. So always paid my bills on time my whole life. Pay, In fact, I pay early on most bills. And in this particular case, I found out, lo and behold, months down the line, that I had a collection on my account. And a collection agency was chasing me. I'd go, for what? And what had happened was I had sent the wrong check. I put the check for the mortgage payment in the envelope to the homeowner association. And I took the check for the mortgage payment. I'm sorry, the homeowner association stuck it in the mortgage payment. So when the homeowner association got the check for $357 and the the, the homeowner association fees 110 they just paid me three months in advance, even though they didn't even come out to this, the right amount of money. They credited a couple extra bucks in my account. Never let me know that it was wrong, just took the money. However, the mortgage company, who only got $110, didn't even bother to tell me that I was delinquent. They just took it, applied the 110, and after a long enough period of time that I didn't pay that because I didn't even know that I was short, they finally came around and filed on my credit report and got a collection agency to go get the rest of the money from me. And so there I was, I had a collection account. And I was able to prove, you know, after massive amount of effort that I had just screwed it up, went back to the mortgage company, they go, okay, you've never missed a payment, you've never even been late, I can see what's happened here. And by the way, the check was made out to a homeowner association, yet the mortgage company, and this is the thing you gotta realize, even though the check's made out to the homeowner association, they just cashed it. They just put it in the bank. And you wonder, how can they do that? Well, banks don't really even check those checks who they're made out to. Unless it's some weird amount and somebody's you know, bringing it to the bank to get cash for it. When it's a part of a large deposit, like an, an apartment complex, uh, you know, we, we collect 50 checks and take them all to the bank at the same time. The bank wouldn't even catch that. They would just, you know, and on it goes. So I got it squared around, but it did. It messed my credit up for a, six months to a year until I got it, got it cleared off. Had another one. This one was even more interesting. 
I had gotten a collections report that I owed $110, some weird number like that, $107.64. Let's make it that, $107.64 that I owed when I had gone into an emergency room. It wasn't an emergency room at a hospital. It was one of these little emergency centers that you go to. And I had went there one week, really sick. They did all the tests on me, and then they sent me home saying I should go to the hospital, but I didn't go. Whatever it was that had me brought me right back in there again within a week later. And they did all the tests again. This time they sent me to the hospital. Said, man, we're, you, you got to get over this. Get over yourself, man. You got to go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital. Lo and behold, long story. Um, the one of the bills, right? One of the bills, uh, I, I got a collection company chasing me for $107.24. And it got on my credit report. And the reason I know this is because now, ever since that first time, I keep a company right now that checks my credit report every single month. And my credit score gets sent to me every single month. So this is a good thing to have. I do mine through one of my credit cards. They, they have a system you can do it, right? So I get that every month and watch my credit pretty close. So this $107 delinquent account, $107.24, it's very important that I tell you this in the exact numbers. Um, this account, I, I looked it up. I called the collection agency. They said, hey, you didn't pay this bill. I said, man, I'm sure I paid the bill. So I called the doctor at the emergency room. I think it was anesthesiologist is what it was or something like that. They'd give me a shot or something. And I called the company and said, hey, you know, I've paid this thing. I paid all the bills that it got sent to me. They go, well, you never paid this one. I go, well, you never sent it to me then because I've paid everything I've got sent. I pay all my bills and blah, blah, blah. They go, yeah, you and everybody else. And they said, look, just give us the money. I said, okay, if I give you the money, will you take it off my account? I mean, it's very important to me. My credit be good. It's the only blemish on my credit, and it's just a mistake. And they said, okay, we'll do that. And so the collection agency agreed if I paid it to take it off the, my credit report. And I paid it and went on down the road. And then all of a sudden, a month later, it was back on there again, $107.24. And so I called them up just raging mad right now, you know, thinking, my God, can't you guys get over yourselves. And what I thought they did is I thought they had sold the debt to another collection agency. And so they just started all over again uh, from the beginning. So I called them and it was a different collection agency. And I explained to them I had paid the other collection agency. And they go, well, we have no record of that. We have record of a debt. And so I got the numbers and so on for, for the, you know, the date of the charge. And lo and behold, it was the exact same charge, but a week later. $107.24, exactly, because I'd gone twice and hadn't paid either time because they never billed me. Take a short break. Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Today we're going over an article by Motley Crue called Nine Bad Financial Decisions That Will Plague You For Years. We're on to number two now called Buying an Expensive Car. And their retort basically is that what most people do is they buy way more car than they really can afford. Their statement is uh, your car shouldn't cost more than 10% of your gross income. So um, I'm going to add to this. I think that there's there's a lot about buying cars uh, that's problematic, right? But I think the most problematic thing about buying a car, two things really, that people don't get is number one, they think they need to have a car paid off. Uh, that's the Dave Ramsey, you know, touts this all the time. And I think it's absolutely stupid because what that ends up doing is buying the worst, almost unsafe, unreliable car you can possibly afford. And when you buy a piece of garbage like that, what you find out is is that you end up paying for it over and over and over again. You pay for it with breakdowns, missed appointments. You pay for it by having to fix things, costly things. And it just doesn't make any sense. A vehicle is probably next to your home. The, the most important thing that you have is in your life. In fact, I think it's more than your home because you can rent a home and be fine. But, you know, a car is something you have to have or you're just not going to make it. Now, if you live in New York City and you've got, you know, subways everywhere, buses everywhere, cabs everywhere, I mean, it's a different animal. But if you live anywhere else in the world besides big inner city, a car is the most important thing. So what is the second thing? The second thing I think is ridiculous is the Dave Ramsey concept that the car has to be paid in full. A car is consumption. And consumption is used day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. I would rather see a person, I'd talk to my daughter and say, go buy the nicest, safest, itty-bitty, inexpensive, brand-new car you can that has five years guaranteed safety, five years warranty on everything, at least, 10 years on the, you know, the powertrain or whatever they call it. But get yourself something brand-new. So when you go out to the car and you start it, it will start every time. It will drive every time. It will stop every time. It will turn every time. It will do what a car is supposed to do every time and pay for it by the month because it's going to wear out by the month. And so what happens is, is if you pay something off and you put it on a five-year payment plan, say, well, you're paying all that interest. Say, yeah, but it's a part of the cost of the car. And so you pay, and by the time you get done making the payments, right, then it's time for a new car. <laughs> paying off a car, cars don't last. They wear out. And so by having a payment plan, whatever's realistic, 
I mean, what is realistic? Well, what's realistic is what you can afford. So if you go out there and you buy yourself a little teeny car that only costs eight dollars, no cheap cars cost anymore. I'm gonna make it up ten thousand bucks, and you have to pay a hundred dollars a month over five years. Then pay hundred dollars if you can afford to pay two hundred dollars a month and do it in three years. Then do it if you can afford it. But if you can't afford it, I'd rather see you have a five-year payment plan and a car that works and will last for five years than a piece of garbage. Now I'm going to go one step further and just show you how ignorant people can be. Have you ever seen somebody buy an old car, bondo it up like they're going to eventually paint it and run around with it or primered and bondoed, and then have $1,000 a wheel wheels on their car? They have a piece of garbage car that the wheels cost more than the car does. Who are you guys? What world did you do you belong in? I don't know, man. It's just crazy stuff, right? So, you know, let's make a car be what a car is. It's transportation. Now, if you go and buy investment properties and you get wealthy and then you want an expensive car, then by all means, buy whatever car you want to buy. It doesn't really matter because it's consumption. A car is either consumption, you need it to survive, like food, you're gonna eat it, it's gonna be gone. You're gonna use it, it's gonna be gone. Or it's a toy. I have a lot of toys. You know, when you get my age and you have a little bit of money, toys are toys. You know what they say, what's the difference between men and boys? It's how expensive are their toys. And so I have a lot of toys, but I know they're toys. I know they're they're not investments. I'm the, you know, I don't call my hobbies investments. I'm invested in a lot of things that are I have fun with. No, right? So a car can be a hobby, but not when you're starting out, right? Number 3, withdrawing retirement funds early. Oh, by the way, I got to go back to number 2 because there's more to it than that. I heard Dave Ramsey tell a guy on the radio one day, he said, uh, guy said, I just got $25,000 inheritance. I've got a pickup truck that I owe 25000 on. And should I pay off the truck or should I, you know, keep the money and keep paying the, the truck? And he said, pay the truck off. And I said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I can go take that $25,000 and buy you one or two rent houses that'll make you eight, you know, 400 each, $800 a month positive cash flow that will make the truck payment for you. When the truck payment ends and the truck is old, you get a new truck and we will make the payment with the houses. By then the houses will have had the mortgage pay down, they would have gone up in value and you will have a stream of income for the rest of your life and a great capital gain. If you pay off the truck in whatever number of years it is, you will have nothing because the truck is a depreciable asset. You do not want to buy depreciable assets and use up all of your cash. If you have to have one, which most I just said you have to, then buy it on payments. So it's exactly opposite. Now, that's why I was willing to take this article. It's because I want you to understand that it's what you think is common sense is really not that much common sense. It's backwards from reality of becoming wealthy. If you want to be a middle-class American that barely gets ahead and can barely pay its bills, then go ahead and 
spend all your money and pay off your car and your house. You don't have squat. You have no investment. You have no income coming in. You have nothing. You are backwards to being successful. And yet Dave Ramsey screams and lies, and he's not the only one. It's just common wisdom. Pay off your debt. But it's not wisdom. All right? Number three, withdrawing your retirement funds early. I've been doing this class for 30 years. When I first started doing the classes, people were in love with their 401ks. And they were in love with the stock market. It was very hard for me to get people convinced that I could make them way more money if the money was out of their 401k than being in their 401k. Same thing with IRAs. And yet, nowadays, because so many people have come on the radio after me and said the same thing I've been saying, I don't know if it's because they're copying me or if they actually just ran into it and finally figured it out, is that money in the 401k does you absolutely no good. It's not going to allow you to retire and it's not going to pay you to live. So it's absolutely backwards. We'll be back and talk more about this after the break. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color, starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're discussing the uh, nine bad financial decisions that could ruin your life. And one of them we got stuck on here was withdrawing your retirement funds early. And I wanted to go a little further on this one. Um, I had a guy email me just the other day and said, hey, I've got this money in my IRA. Should I invest the money in my IRA uh, into a real estate deal or should I take the money out and then invest in? And the, you know, the truth of the matter is you could do it either way. But the problem is that if you leave it in your IRA, you don't get the depreciation expense to write off. You don't get to have that deduction. So the money which would go non-taxed is going to go into your IRA and two things are going to happen. Number one, you're not going to get the money, whereas if the money was in your own name and you were getting paid the distributions every month, you'd be receiving money. But now you're not receiving money because you've got it stuck in an IRA. Now, if you want to take any of the money out of the IRA, now you've got to pay full income tax rate because no matter what you stick inside of the IRA, once it comes back out again, it has been changed to ordinary income. Even though it was real estate income and it was tax-free income going in, you've turned tax-free income into taxable income by making a bad decision. So you see, again, there's your really brilliant financial planner at work for you telling you what to do. It doesn't make any sense at all. One last caveat. If you invest your real estate deal, or I'm sorry, your IRA money into a real estate deal that has leverage, 
Uh, then there's a specialty IRS tax because you're only supposed to be using IRA funds to invest in non-leveraged investments. If you have leverage on there, then any percent of whatever you earn that comes from leverage, now in most real estate deals, we're leveraged 20 to 80, so two to eight. So one eight, or 80% of everything that you would earn would be taxed at, and the tax rate is 40%. <sighs> they don't tell you that, do they? Nope. No, they don't want you to know that when they're setting you up that self-directed IRA, they're telling you so important. But that's okay. These people have been getting away with telling you lies your whole life. Number four, financing purchases instead of saving for them. Again, I've just gone over this. Um, you know, I, have, I break it down this way. I don't finance anything that's consumption. If I'm buying it to use it, I'm paying for it. But if it's something that I'm going to use over a long period of time, then I don't have any problem paying for it in payments, like a car, like a home, so forth, because I'd rather have my cash, a large lump sum of cash to invest. I'd rather invest my cash and have it earning me capital gains, tax advantages, cash flow, appreciation, depreciates, all the benefits, and then borrow to pay for my other stuff. It just makes sense to me. Uh, that's why I'm rich. It's because if I would have kept the little amount of money I had and paid things off, then I wouldn't have any money. I wouldn't have been able to invest. If I hadn't invested, I wouldn't be rich. There you go. Size that up. Number five, waiting to get insured. Boy, that is so true. That one they get 100% on. Look, whatever you're doing out there, that needs to be insured, you need to get the insurance the second you start it. Um, you got a home, you better have insurance on it. You got a rent house, you better have insurance on it. You got a car, you better have insurance on it. Thinking that, well, I can't afford it this month or next year or, what, or until next year is the dumbest thing in the world. If you can't afford insurance, don't have a car, don't have a house, don't have a rent house, blah, 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 because it is just not if, it's when you're gonna get destroyed for not having insurance. Now I'm gonna give an example of one. When I was going to take a test to get my license to carry, uh, you know, concealed license for firearms, the guy when I was in the class was trying to hit me up to, to buy a license, or I'm sorry, to buy insurance for a carrying license right there in the class. And I declined, so that appears that it would be, you know, not following my own rules. Well, the idea was I hadn't even gotten my license yet, and I hadn't even picked a gun I was going to carry yet, and hadn't even got a holster yet. And so there was absolutely, in my mind, no reason to have insurance overshooting someone when I wasn't even going to be carrying a gun, right? And so I declined. Now, once I got my license, that's a whole different story. You know, once I picked a gun out to carry and got a holster and, you know, started down the path where I might be carrying a gun, then absolutely need to have insurance. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Number six, carrying balances on your credit cards. That is dumb. Guys, credit cards are tools, very effective tools. They pay you interest on them. Believe me. You don't pay interest to the credit card company if you use them right. They pay you interest. I get points. I get dollar amounts, and I don't go for points because I don't fly, but, you know, I get dollar amounts. They pay me 2% each of a month on credit cards. So why not use them, right? 
Why not use them? It makes all the sense in the world. But what you've got to do is, is you've got to know that you have enough money to be able to pay them off. And so carrying a balance to where you actually have to pay the interest is the dumbest thing in the world on credit cards. Use them correctly and you won't pay any interest on credit cards. So don't carry any balances. Another trick. Many, many times when I'm buying a big item that I'm going to put on a credit card and it's going to crash my credit card or fill it completely up, what I'll do is I will put it on the credit card to get the points, to get the dollars that they pay me, go home immediately and wire the money to the credit card company from my bank to pay the card off. So I'm not even waiting till it comes to a bank statement, which I could. But I'm not trying to float that money on them. I'm trying to get the points from them. And heaven forbid I forget to make that payment or something happens and I go past the interest period and boom, now I get charged 40, 50, 100 bucks for interest. Boo. Don't do it. So if you got those big ones, you're going to make a big purchase, you can use a credit card. Then just go home and pay it off that day, just as if you wrote a check. So why not just write the check, Dell? Because you don't get paid the 2% to write the check that you get paid to put it on the credit card. All right, number seven, falling for schemes and scams. Oh, my gosh. I wish I could tell you I've never fallen for a scheme or a scam. And I'm going to tell you about a couple of them I've fallen for that are just unbelievable. One of them was a Ponzi real estate scheme. Way back in the beginning when I first started uh, investing, I found this place where they were paying 18% interest on notes that were tied to real estate. And so what they said was happening is there were people out there that needed to buy a home um, that were, were willing to pay 20% interest for a short period of time to renovate the home or whatever it was, I don't know. But, you know, you could earn 18% on the money. And uh, so I did it. I did a small amount of money, I think like $50,000 or something like that, which at that time probably wasn't a small amount to me. Maybe it was only 10 or 20. But I did it, and they said, okay, these were tied by, uh, secured by liens against real estate. Well, I had gotten into two different companies that did this. One paid 15%, one paid 18%. And lo and behold, one of them got hit by the feds and took they took them down as a Ponzi scheme. And what they were doing was they were taking... Uh, the money from the new raised capital and paying the interest on the old raised capital, just really, truly a Ponzi scheme. I mean, it's exactly what it is. So when I found that out and I'd lost all my money over there, I went to the other guy and I said, look, I know this is a Ponzi scheme. I know the cops are out there, the Fed's out there right now. Uh, if you don't want me to go to them, you need to give me my money back. He goes, well, I don't have any money to give you. I said, well, where's all the money? He goes, it's in the real estate. I said, okay, then give me the real estate that my note is tied to. And so he did that. And now here's what I ended up with. A wood frame house that was about to fall down in a slum in North, somewhere up in Dallas, Texas, and I lived down in Houston. That was my collateral. He probably paid 2000 bucks for the house, 3000 bucks for the house, and went and borrowed twenty or fifty grand from me and use that as the proof that, he, that I had lien on a piece of real estate. And I was too dumb to look at the piece of real estate. In fact, I don't even know if they let us look at the piece of real estate or what. They just said it would be tied to a piece of real estate. And, you know, I just, it, it, was, it was too good to be true. It couldn't be true. And it wasn't true. And I lost money there. So that was, 
uh, one scam that I got burnt on really, really bad. Now, the second scam, oh, by the way, I'm going to finish out this segment. I took that house, I renovated that house, and I put a tenant in it, and I kept it for 10 years as a tenant. Section 8 housing tenant, because that's all that would live there. Had a Section 8 housing lease, kept the tenant there for whatever period of time, five years, eight years, something like that, and eventually sold the house to the neighbor next door that wanted their kid to live right next to them. So I sold them the house. I think it was I sold to him for seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars, something like that. So turned out to be an okay story in the end, but it was a scam from the beginning. We'll be right back with the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're going through a Motley Fool uh, articles talking about the nine things that destroy your your financial future. And uh, we left on one that said, uh, watch out for uh, scams and schemes. And I just wanted to tell you about another scam that I ran into. It's the one that really made me decide I was never going to invest with anybody ever again. Uh, I got into a gas deal and uh, where they go out and they drill gas wells. And what they did was they drilled the wells, had successfully found gas, did what they said they'd do, they found it. And then they said, well, if the gas prices are too low, we're not going to take the gas out of the ground. It's not worth it. So they plugged the wells waited 10 years for the limited partnership to run out, whatever it was, five years, 10 years, I don't remember what it was, probably five, and said, okay, um, we never did tap the wells, but uh, we'll buy you out right now if you went out of the partnership. Um, and it was like 10 cents on the dollar or something like that, and 30 cents on the dollar. It was really like, you know, get get 30% of your money back or get nothing because they weren't paying anything, right? And after five years of getting paid nothing, you were willing to take the 30%. So I took the 30%. And I know what happened. Right after that, gas prices uh, were high enough that they could take the gas out of the ground. They made millions, and I got nothing. 
So right then and there, I realized any partnership you go into, and this is why Lifestyles is set up with our rules and regulations about investing and what you can and can't do to your, your co-investors in a deal, uh, is that you can, as a guy running the deal, you can rip everybody off. You could just say the deal didn't make any money and get everybody to want to get out, buy them out for nothing, and then turn around and make it profitable and have used their money to do it and made a giant gain off of your partners. Biggest ripoff there is, I would never partnership with people that I didn't know that the deal was set up to where I had the protections necessary that they couldn't do something like that to me. Okay, the next one is buying more house than you can afford. Um, guys, I will tell you this. I have never owned a home, whether it be purchased in cash or in credit, doesn't matter, irrelevant. I've never owned a home that was worth more than one year's income. So back when I made, you know, forty to sixty, seventy thousand a year in the health club business, I lived in a forty thousand dollar condo. When I moved up and got into upper echelon uh, of the business, and I was making a hundred grand a year, I moved into a hundred thousand dollar house out in First Colony. Um, later on, when I'd become rich and retired, uh, I bought a two hundred thousand dollar house for like a hundred twenty or hundred and forty thousand dollars, something like that. And I lived in that when I was making easily that amount of money every year. Then when I got really wealthy and I was making a million bucks a year, I bought a million dollar townhouse and not townhouse, patio home in the Galleria area. And then I sold that and I bought a five million dollar home for two and a half million dollars from a distressed seller. And again, I just wrote a check for it. It was less than one year's income. And I just wrote a check for it. <laughs> that was it. And so I've never had a problem with a too big a house, but I've had a bigger house almost my whole life. So what does that mean? Well, don't buy the big house up front. The oldest and craziest and worst story I've ever heard was what you should do is buy the most expensive home you can. So by the time you're 40 years old or 50 years old, you've paid it for 30 years and it's paid off and now you have a giant asset. Dumb as three rocks. Stupid. Don't do it. Last one. Never be a cosigner. If I could tell you the beginning and or the end of every single person's story that has ever given me their story, if they were totally destroyed, it's because they didn't follow this rule. Put your mask on first. What does that mean? Well, when you're in an airplane, and they tell you that the mask is going to drop out of the ceiling. They don't tell you to put your kid's mask on first, your brother's mask on, your sister's mask on, the, the neighbor next to you's mask on. They tell you to put your own mask on first. Save yourself first. Then you can turn around and see if you can help other people. Well, it's the same thing. Never let anybody else have control of your credit. Ever. Anybody. No one. Period. Exclamation point. Don't help out your sister, your brother, your cousin, your mother. In any way, shape, or form, don't sign for their power bill, their light, electric, their gas, their car payment, their insurance. Don't ever sign on anything for anybody else ever. Now, Dell, what about caring about other people? Put your mask on first. Go get rich. And when you're rich enough that you have excess in your life, take the money and give them money. That way... Whatever you're willing to give and willing to lose, you will lose it, by the way. 
and you will give it and you will lose it, but it will not come back on you and ruin your life. And that's what happens. Never align yourself. I've never understood why people like to do things together. Um, just doesn't make any sense to me. Why would two people go and buy a house together as a rental house? When either one of them can afford to buy a rental house, they go together and say, let's do this together. Yeah, I bet you're better at some things than I am, but you don't have to do anything. Well, you could go over there and do all the work. And yeah, I'm getting paid nothing to do all the work, so I'm going to do it, but I'll agree to it if you put up all the money. And you're going to put up all the money thinking I'm going to go over there and do all the work, and so you're not going to have those expenses, but you're going to end up having them anyway because I'm not going to go over and do the work. Because only an idiot would have thought that a handshake partnership or even a written-out partnership would lead to success. One of the first classes I wrote when I put this course together was Partnerships Suck. Now here's 15 hours of seminar on how to fix that. And hence, the deal that Lifestyles has right now where we do deals together, we have syndicators, and we put deals together. There are so many rules and regulations to not burn your partner. And everybody loves it. You say, well, people don't like rules and regulations. No, the people that rip people off don't like them. Yet they still try to get in here, and then we kick them out because they break the rule. But for you, don't do it. Don't sign for somebody else. All right, that's it. You can see that uh, many ideas that seem like they're so commonsensical aren't so commonsensical once you look a little deeper at them. And remember, like it says, these kinds of bad decisions could ruin your future financial situation for a long, long time. So make sure you don't do them. Other than that, remember this, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. For listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.